Welcome to a new episode of the Twin Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Adnan Natani, and as always, I'm joined by my twin brother, Adele Natani. We back! It's been a minute, Adele. It has been a minute. You know, the NBA NBA offseason is uh, it's full of action, but we've just had a lot going on this summer. Uh, it's been a minute since we talked on Twin Scoop, but obviously Adele and I talk about eight times a day. Yeah, our wives really love that. They do, they do. Um, you know, August is kind of like the dog days. It's really tough uh, for NBA fans. It's a terrible time, but we're in September. We're here. NBA 2K is out, which means one thing, Adele. NBA is almost back. The season is almost upon That's us. Right. That's right. Cannot wait. And we got some some really fun, exciting things to talk about. One of my old favorite players. We're going to talk about him a little bit later. We'll, we'll save we'll save the best for the end. How about that? Old favorite players. Okay. All right. Uh, we could definitely do that. But you know, there's a you know not a lot of on the NBA news circuit. So um, you know, we will touch a little bit on that. But Adele, I really wanted to talk to you about some things that I think are um, probably bubbling to the surface for the new season. Right. I think you know here are some storylines that I think could become a big deal. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Okay. Uh, obviously, we know the Lakers getting LeBron James is just a big get for them. But, you know, everyone's saying that they're still one or maybe two superstars short of competing for a title. The Warriors looked unbelievable. Um, and Le- everything LeBron has said and talked about is – you know, we're, I'm going to be patient and this is a long-term thing. Uh, but what happens, Adele, when they start off, if they start off slow? What happens then? Yeah, I've, I've thought about this. You know, you mentioned this, that LeBron has everything he said is uh, about his patience. Uh, but, you know, in, in, in L.A., in La La Land, if they start off like how they started off on some of LeBron's other teams, uh, let's say – you know they go, they go on a, a streak where they lose eight out of ten games. I'm not sure the Laker faithful or the Laker brass are going to be patient or as patient as LeBron's been talking about. So I would not be surprised if there is a trade pulled early in the season or if we even see a coaching sit change. Oh, a coaching change. Yeah. So back in 2013. Uh, Mike Brown started the season, and they had the Lakers had Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, and Dwight Howard. And I think it was five games in, they they had lost like four to five or something like that, and they they let him go um, after going through a full training camp and everything with Mike Brown. They fired him. Well, that's not the Lakers' fault, right? That's you know. Kobe gave him the death stare. So I think Mike Brown maybe <laughs> just left. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure he just was incinerated <laughs> and just left. No, no. So, so I know that was Kobe and that was Jim Bus and Genie wasn't uh, Genie Bus wasn't running things. But uh, my point is that there's a lot of pressure when you're in LA, and when you're in LA, you're expected to win. And they have LeBron James. You have Ingram in his third year. He's expected to make some strides. You have Kuzma. Uh, you see all of them working together in the offseason. Lance Stevenson was putting in work. He is balling in the offseason. So I'm actually pretty confident that they're going to do well. I'm pretty optimistic about the Lakers. 
But if they if they go on the streak where they lose like eight out of ten, I think that's that's kind of number I'll throw out there. You touched on, hey, there could be a big trade, maybe early even. What's a realistic trade that you think could happen for the Lakers? Because I don't think it's huh. I don't think it's Kawhi, right? I don't think it's the Raptors giving up. I think they're going to give no. up the year, and I, maybe they get to the deadline and if they're you know hovering around sixth or seventh in the East, then they make a move. But right. Uh, I think if the Raptors are top two or three, they're probably going to keep Kawhi. So what is the trade for the Lakers yeah. that's like, you know what, let's just go for it? But yeah, it's I, yeah, I don't think it's Kawhi either. Uh, I know we, we could talk about him later, but I, I think uh, to, the Raptors want to show uh, them what kind of an organization they are. They kind of want to let the city of Toronto seduce Kawhi Leonard. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I will throw this out there. If the Pelicans, you know, they've lost um, – DeMarcus Cousins, they signed uh, Julius Randle in the offseason. If if they start off slow as well, and it looks like they are going to be on the outside of the playoffs, uh, early on, maybe they're the 7 or 8 seed, I think we can see an Anthony Davis trade. And, and I think that goes for, um, if the Falcons don't do well, the names like the Lakers and the Celtics are going to pop up as possible des- destinations. And I also wouldn't throw out the Raptors in that as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Raptors have the assets to get it done. Um, but, you know, I think when you are talking about a player like Anthony Davis, um, you know, he, you'd have to give up the farm for him. And uh, for the Lakers, that means Ingram, Kuzma, ball you know players like that for the Celtics it's yeah I mean I think Jason Tatum what I've heard is they're just he's completely untouchable um yeah I don't know how you do a deal for Davis without getting Tatum back but maybe it's you know something like Jalen Brown Gordon Hayward you know a couple of firsts from the Memphis and Kings I don't know I don't know what it looks like you, you don't think that Jalen Brown the Grizzlies picks and the and the Kings picks does it oh wait no they have they have the Grizzlies pick Jalen Brown and the Grizzlies pick. You don't think that does it? And now they have the, the Sixers pick from the Tatum deal. So Yeah. Um, so, no, I I don't I don't think so because I think it's a good haul. Um, but draft picks you don't know what they could be, right? They could just yeah. be busts. I mean it is two more chances, but Okay. It, so so since we're on this track, I wanted to throw out this hot take hot take out there, okay? Daryl Morey, GM of the Houston Rockets, recently said in an interview that this is not you know, the final team. They have all of their picks going forward, okay? Let's say it's January, all right, and the Pelicans are not doing well. Would the Pelicans consider a package that's centered around Clint Capella, who just signed this four-year, was it four-year hundred or four-year $85 million deal? I, I forgot what that was. Mm-hmm. Clint Capella, first round picks, expiring deals, whatever. You get you get a player back, uh, the Pelicans do in return that has a long term deal. So you think that's a good deal? Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on Clint Capella getting traded to the Pelicans? I think I think it's interesting. I just think there's other deals out there because if you do trade your best player, um, and you're probably you're probably gonna hit rock bottom. So I don't think Capella even gets you back to the playoffs. So you might as well just tank 
really hard. And... No, but you do get a long-term piece to build around for the future who's young, right? So I just don't – I'm not sold on Clint Capella being a good long-term piece without Chris Paul. Hmm. Like, I don't think that's a great deal for them. But I think, I think we agree. Like, I think what's come out of this is that the Pelicans should be very scared of Anthony Davis leaving. He just switched agents. Um, yeah, he, he just signed with Rich Paul, LeBron's yeah, agent. Maybe may going with Clutch Sports. That's right. So, um, you know, the Lakers are now a Clutch Sports team. I've brought this up to you that teams go a lot of times with agencies, and uh, you know, you have Clutch Sports now is Kyle Kuzma and LeBron James, and I'm sure there's another one in there. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I think, you know, the, the, the Pelicans need to either make some moves to try to keep getting better. I think that Julius Randle pick us pretty good. But uh, right. that's an interesting one. I, I have an interesting one for the Lakers to make okay. a trade for. To, I, I have two candidates. Um, one, I think, is, uh, is um, Kemba Walker. He's an expiring deal after this season. He is um, – an awesome point guard. He's been on a terrible team and with terrible players for a very long time. Um, the best player he's ever played with was Nicholas Batum, and then the second best was Dwight Howard. So that tells you everything you know about Kemba Walker's career in Charlotte. Um, and I think that you know you, but if you do trade for him, you're either you're either moving on from Lonzo, which I don't think they would, or you're just like, hey, let's just try to go as far as we can this season. They may have to give up an asset you know, a couple of picks, you know, someone like Josh Hart to get Kemba. Um, but they've got a bunch of one-year deals, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo. So I think you can put together a package of, um, you know, Rondo, a pick, and Josh Hart for Kemba. You're still keeping your core intact. You're not getting rid of your young guys. Uh, but you're going for the title this year, or at least to compete this year. And you could even play Kemba and Lonzo at the same time. Um because Lonzo's a pretty big guard. But I think that's that's something that could be pretty realistic. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. you know, being here in Charlotte, I've seen Kemba up close. And Kemba, Kemba Walker is a lot of fun to watch. He's a phenomenal player. He can score at will. It looks like he gets along with this team really well, so he definitely fit in with the Lakers. Um, I think that pairing him with LeBron James is kind of a perfect fit because he can shoot and create for himself. Um, and he gets along with everybody. So, yeah, I definitely think that uh, pairing him on the Lakers would make a lot of sense and the Hornets would be interested. However, I don't see the Lakers doing that because of Lonzo Ball. I think with with all the drama that comes with Lonzo Ball and LeVar Ball, that would just throw uh, gasoline on a fire. Isn't that more reason to do it? I mean, who cares? Like, you're trying to win games. LeVar Ball no. is not running the league. I don't think I don't think Magic Johnson and LeBron James and Rob Plink are interested in a circus. You know, this is uh, what they signed: Michael Beasley, Rajon Rondo, and Lance Stevenson, and Javale McGee. Do you they think are... that they signed those players without LeBron's input? I'm sure. Even if they did, my my point is they want a circus. That that's the. I mean, come on, you don't sign these players. Without thinking, like, let's start a reality TV show. Lance Stevenson is balling, and he's, what, like 29 years old? Look, man, anyone can shoot, make open shots in an open. He was, he was a solid contributor for the Pacers last year. We, we, saw, we saw it during the season. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Yeah, but, you know, LeBron makes everyone better. Well, 
I mean, I think that, you know, Kemba's one guy, and then there's another player that I think, and not just for the Lakers, but I think this is going to be a huge storyline in the NBA. Uh, I don't know what the Timber Bulls are doing. Um, <laughs> Coach Bulls. Tibbs is getting the 2011-2012 Bulls back together. He just signed Luol Deng. They re-signed Derrick Rose. They've got Taj Gibson. They've got Jimmy Butler. I bet you $1,000 Joakim Noah ends up with the Timberwolves by the end of the season. If they traded for Joakim Noah, is he an expiring contract or he has two more years? He's got the same deal as Dan, that Dang had, so two okay. more deal, two more years. Yeah, yeah, he's making a, a lot of money. I would be very surprised if the Timberwolves brass even let that happen. But, yeah, I don't know what the, Timber, the Timberwolves are doing. Um, they're not going to win with – a slow lineup, an aging lineup. But what uh, do you do with Jimmy Butler then? He's got an expiring deal. Yeah. If it was up to Tibbs, Jimmy Butler is going to stay put. But if it's up to anyone else who's smarter in that organization, I think that you trade Jimmy Butler. His stock is at the all-time high right now. Uh, you see how the season starts off. They're another one that are in the same boat as the Pelicans. If they don't start off as strong, kind of like – Last year, they started off well because Jay Butler was, was not injured. And he was playing really well. But if they don't start off strong this year, they're another team that I think can make a trade early in the season. Yeah. What do you think it takes to get Jay Butler? If you're, I'm going to throw um, two teams out there. I would say if you are the Lakers or if you are the Sixers. Ooh, let's start with the Sixers. We talk a lot about the Lakers. Let's start with the Sixers. Um, they've got Wilson Chandler's expiring deal. So got, that can't be traded until January, right? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's like December fifteenth. But either okay. way, I, I think they can do it. Um, they've got Dario Saric. They've got Markel Fultz. and they've resigned Robert, Robert Covington too. Yeah. I don't think they part ways with, with Covington, but I think that that's what they would have to give up. Is Covington. I think it's Covington, Sarek, or it's Covington and a first. I think it's something like that. Some I, think, I think Covington and a first gets you there. Oh, God. Gets it to the table. So, oh, so the, the reason I mentioned uh, the Sixers, if you go around the league, you think about who are the actual title contenders in the East and the West, right? So the East, we know it's the Celtics, the Sixers, Maybe the Raptors, depending on Kawhi's health. And the West, you have the uh, the Warriors, the Rockets. And then I'm really not sure, you know, where it goes from there, depending on how the Lakers do, the Spurs do. Jazz. Um, jazz um, uh, uh, and even the Trailbla- uh, Trailblazers. But the Sixers are probably the closest. If you added Jimmy Butler to that team, they're the closest to being – put into that upper echelon than any other team. Yeah. That's behind um, the Celtics and the Warriors. Yeah, but I don't know how you make that deal without getting assurances that Butler would at least consider re-signing with Philadelphia. Because that's, you know, if it's just Covington and a pick, I think it's worth it for one year to win the East and go for it. But if you're giving up Sarek um, and a pick or something like that, you know, it's really tough because Dar's on a, he's on a rookie contract and you want to keep players like that, you know? Yeah, but if you're Jerry Butler, you say, okay, I'll, I get to be back in the East. And he, he's a worker, man. He's a workaholic. So he goes uh, to the Sixers. 
You know, they got Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid that put in their work. Um, you know, he's, he's surrounded with shooters. I think that he looks at it, especially if they if they win the title. I don't think it's a question that he resigns because that that has not something that he's even come close to in his whole career. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible. You heard it here first. The Sixers can be in the Jimmy Butler sweepstakes. They can be. And the Rockets can be in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. I will give you 0% chance of that. I'm just saying that it, don't be surprised if in December you start hearing about it and it starts breaking everywhere, but you heard it here first. I would, that would be, that would be shocking. Um, all right. And then, you know, um, so I think, I think we agree. It's also, I think Jimmy Butler and the Timberwolves, Anthony Davis and the Pelicans, Kawhi and the Raptors, Kemba and the Hornets, they're on the, all in this position of like, do we break up with our superstar? Yeah. yeah. And I think, God, that's why I love the NBA. I mean, there could be so many great moves and that's just a few of the players that could move. You know, we haven't even touched on a lot of the other ones that, um, you know, could move based on how their team fares. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Also, so you need to come down here and watch the Hornets in a home game. Maybe you can come when the Lakers come in town. I will only come if you're buying and we sit courtside. Court well, if we sit courtside, I will not buy the tickets. However, I will reach into my network, my network of who's who's in Charlotte, <laughs> and try to get us some, some decent tickets. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, let's do that. Let's do that. And then I'll tell you I bought them. Yeah, let's do it. We, you know, thankfully, we live in pretty decent NBA cities. I mean, you know, D.C., the Wizards, it just depends. I know we've got we've got Dwight Howard now here. I'm, I'm saying we only because I'm living the DMV. But, <laughs> but not because I'm a Wizards fan, but I mean, yeah. uh, they've, they've got Dwight Howard instead of Gortat. I think that's, that's got to mean something, right? When are the Wizards going to blow that team up? Like, what are they going to say? This, this Bradley Beal, John Wall experiment has not worked. We overpaid Otto, uh, Otto Porter. Uh, you know, when are we just going to trade everybody? Tr- trade why, John why are you saying we not for DC? Are you, is this one of those you're adopting your twin brother's language? Uh, it's, it's Stockholm Syndrome. You know, you've been talking about them so much, I feel like I'm part of them. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, look, John Wall is the alpha male here, and it's no secret that him and Bradley Beal have, like, a weird relationship. Um, but those two together could be very, very good. It's, yeah, but... You know, th- they could have been that good three years ago. I mean, it, it. We've been having this. Everybody's been having the same conversation about the Wizards for four years now, four or five years. I mean, it's just, it's it's time. It's time, Washington Wizards. Move on. Yeah. Um. What do you mean? Move on from John Wall? No, the Washington Wizards need to move on from their John Wall Bradley Beal experiment. So whether it's trading Wall or Beal, you got to get some more back for them. I would trade Wall because they overpaid him anyway. I mean, that's what the market dictated, right? If he hit the market, he'd be a max free agent. John Wall is an excellent player. He needs to make strides um, this year, but he's never had a rim runner like Dwight Howard. And I know everyone Uh, shits all over Dwight, and they're right for it. But, I mean, come on. This guy is actually a solid, solid player. Um, I do think that last year – he did not get his credit. He did no, not get credit where it was due. 
Uh, he, he, he scored. Still, he scored 17 points, 13 rebounds. Yeah, last yeah. year. I think. I think last year was a redemption year for Dwight Howard. I'm surprised that he did not make the All Star team. I'm surprised that it wasn't talked about more. Uh, and I think that's just a, a product of how the NBA has changed, a result of how the NBA has changed. But yeah, he's someone who last year he played really well. I do think that he's going to uh, do well for the Wizards and you know put up decent numbers. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, you know, I, I I do get why everyone shits on Dwight. Um, I mean, let's face it, the last, you know, he got traded from the Magic. He got traded from, or he left the Lakers unceremoniously. He got traded from the Rockets because they hated him. He got traded from the Hawks, his hometown, because they hated him. He got traded from Charlotte because they hated him. I mean, there is a reason that narrative is there. Um, okay, however, I mean, they, they didn't hate him. You know, I I think... And you know, eight's a strong word. I think that some of these teams, some of the players, may have seen some tendencies that get talked about throughout the league. Maybe the fact that he jokes around too much, or his work ethic's not there. He's not going for loose balls. But you know, if you're six foot ten, and uh, you know there's a loose ball, are you going to die for it at this stage of your career, or are you going to try to prevent injury? And and then that's the kind of stuff that we see is effort. You know, uh, what about James Harden? He 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 lacks on on the defensive end consistently. And I know he improved a little bit last year. I think that's the Chris Paul effect. But um, people still gave him his credit. Yeah, because James Harden is an offensive savant. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying Howard to is make a better case for Dwight Howard. Maybe he's a rebounding savant. I don't know, but you know, I'm excited to see what happens with the Wizards. So. Um, well, what I was saying is I think John Wall has never had a rim-running downhill uh, center like that. And I think yeah. if Howard focuses on – you know, he, even last year he was third most in post-ups mm-hmm. per game. Um, so I think that's that needs to stop. So I think we need to – you know, as the Wizards mm-hmm. – for Dwight and the Wizards to be successful, he needs to set screens, rebound, just finish lobs. And I think the Wizards could do pretty well in these. All right. We'll see. So I think, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about the East. Um, I, I do want to stay there at the top of the East. What are we going to do? What are the Celtics going to do about all the uh, – Celtics have an embarrassment of riches, right? And I think they need to figure out who's going to get all this playing time. You know, where is it going to go? They've got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, one of the Morris twins. I can never figure out which one. Marcus, Marcus. Um, who gets them? Who gets those minutes? I mean, you know, Hayward's coming back, Irving's coming back. What happens to Rozier? Uh, yeah, Gary- I think um, we've discussed this in the past, but Morris is definitely going to be the odd man out. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of thrown a trade or or something because he doesn't seem like the type that's going to like go away quietly. <laughs> so when Irving when Irving gets back and everything kind of gets shifted shifted around. Morris is going to be the odd odd man out. You have Irving, uh, you have Hayward returning. Tatum's going to get probably even more touches and more minutes based on his performance last year. They need him to get to the next level. He can definitely take him there. Um, it is going to be it's going to be interesting to see how Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum play together. Uh, God, can you just imagine this lineup? It's Kyrie Irving, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward. And Al Horford. Yeah, yeah, Al Horford, who's always been underrated his whole career, but 
had a dominant year last year. He's one of the best big men in the league. Are we sure about that? Are we sure he's one of the best big men in the league? I mean, come on. He just hits jumpers and okay. Let's 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 uh, before we go down. I know what you're gonna do. I know. I know you want to throw a list at me. You Before can't you just say list. best big man. I mean, there's, there's. At I least, said one of the best big men. There's the, eight. Good, there's eight big men better. Hold than on. Him, so is he still one of the best? Hold in the on. I mean, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, in today's NBA, you need a big man, a big man, to do the following three things really well. Okay. In today's NBA, you need them to defend the perimeter on wing players on pick and rolls for mismatches. You need them to shoot the long ball with some consistency and you need them to uh, set hard screens. Simple as that. Okay? Three things. Al Horford is probably one of the best big men to do all three of those because he does it with, with fundamentals and consistency. Now, does he have the flash that Anthony Davis has when he's blocking shots or rim running or, or throwing it down? No. Does he have the, the swag that DeMarcus Cousins done when he's dribbling it through his legs? Going for spin, mo- spin move in the post? No, but he gets the job done. I just think that when you say one of the best, best big men, I think it's a disservice to a lot of good big men in the league. But I see your point. Man. I see your point. Um, since we're on the subject. <laughs> uh, You're about to throw a list at me. Well, a listener reached out to me and oh, asked God. me my opinions of the best big men in the league. Is this uh, listener prefer to stay anonymous? That's an anonymous lister. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't, him or her didn't didn't say if they wanted to be identified. Um, okay. So we got into it about the best big men in the league. I want to hear your top five in order. Your top five best big men in the league. Okay. No ties. All right. Anthony Davis is the is first. Joel Embiid is second. <laughs> You're not gonna like this. Al Horford. Al Horford is third. This is a terrible list. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is gonna be fourth. And for fifth, you're definitely not gonna like this. Um, Andre Drummond. Oh my goodness! All right, and before so... before you ask, before you ask, the reason Demarcus Cousins is not in that list is because I want to see how he returns from this injury. If this was pre-injury, I would put him at number one. But I I got to give it to Anthony Davis. Wait, so you have Cousins at six? No, I don't have Cousins in my top five. I know, but so you would you have him at six if we? Were... I have nowhere. We haven't seen him play a game after his Achilles. I mean, we always seen his Instagram posts about the resurgence or whatever he's calling it. I'm sure he's going to come back and do well and all, but, you know, he's a big guy. we got to see how he plays. The disrespect that I'm hearing here is just (laughs) blasphemous. I don't understand. First of all, you left out some people. What's wrong? Okay, okay. Anthony Davis, the number one, got a problem with that? I do not have a problem with that. Okay. Uh, Who's my number two? Uh, uh, Joel Embiid? I got a problem with that. Why? I got a problem with you – Putting down DeMarcus Cousins out of your top five. I know you say we haven't played. I don't care. This is DeMarcus Cousins. The last I saw him before the last time, he was dominating. <laughs> he was dominating. He Before he went down with his Achilles injury, 
DeMarcus Cousins was killing people. Dude, I right? agree with you, man. But, like, when was the last time a player came back from an Achilles injury and was the same? You know what? Forget about Cousins. You want to talk about uh, – fine. Uh, you know what? I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. The fact that you put Al Horford ahead of Carl <laughs> Anthony Towns. What has Carl Anthony Towns done? He can shoot. He can rebound. He has he a, block. a stellar squad. He can't even get into the play. You the put play. Al Horford on one team and Cat on the other team and all the same players. The team with Cat's going, ah, I don't know. Al Horford. I think that Horford would, would shut down Cat. Come on, man. That's old man game. He still got it. Come on, you know about that old man game. He'll give him the up and the under a couple times. Oh, I, know, I know about that game. That's, Come on, that's... man. We, we both know about the old man game. Sometimes you've got, you got some, some young – some young gun on you. What do you gotta do, man? You gotta take him down to post. You gotta get in the bag. <laughs> you gotta get in the bag. Give him a little pump fake, drop step, go up and under. That's what I'll probably be doing all day. Barbecue chicken, and then jog back up the court really gingerly. <laughs> all right. So tell me your top five again. Um, I'm going with Anthony Davis at number one. Okay. So same. I'm going with Demarcus Cousins at number two. I'm mm-hmm. going with. Joel Embiid at number uh-huh. three, uh-huh. and I'm going with Christos Porzingis at number four. Christos Porzingis is not a big man. He's, okay, he's basically a small four. It's like, do you call Kevin Durant a big man? I always throw Kevin Durant in there. Christos is seven foot four. Okay, I'm sorry, he is a big man. You, no, no, he, I've just he, destroyed he plays your like argument. He's a small forward or a guard. He plays like a point forward. Oh my god! If we're so- not. Kristoff is their starting. If we're center. not throwing Kevin Durant, who plays power forward for the no, Warriors, no, no, no. If That's we're not, not including them in this, fine, include him. Include him if you want to. No, if we're including Kevin Durant, he'd be number one. He's the second best player in the world. That's up to you, man. You did not oh put him on God. this list. You did not put. Him. I'm saying the best. These are the best big man. Kristaps is <sighs> one of the best centers in the league. I'm having worlds ahead. Your boy Al Horford. I've got to rank number four, and then I've got Cat. Carnathan Towns at number five behind Kristaps because Kristaps is better, in my opinion, in almost every facet of the game. He's the best. He's one of the best defenders at that position in the league. Kristaps? Uh, yes. You're saying the New York Knicks is one of the best defenders? No, I'm. I'm okay. I'm saying Kristaps. <laughs> yeah, he he plays for the New York Knicks and. Do you remember them last year? You remember watching them last year? Last two years? Last three years? When Before Kristaps went down, I think they were a playoff team. Okay. You mentioned defense. I don't really care about anything else. I, I need you to backtrack this. Well, you that. just said that he's one of the best defenders. He's one of the best defenders in the league. His rim protection numbers yeah. are off the charts. All, he, uh, I he, think he, off the ball, like off the ball, uh, you know, playing that safety area and, and, and getting a block that way, yeah. What are we talking about? That's defense. Oh man. Okay. Uh, I I think the fact that you included Kristaps in this big man list just kind of negates this whole list. You put Drummond and Horford in your top five. You you're no shutting down your ability to even give lists anymore. Tell me about Andre Drummond. What's so good about him? How is he better than Kristaps? You have him ranked higher as than a big man. As a big man, you have Andre. Yeah, Drummond. as a big man. Okay, he can he rebound better? Shoot? He blocks shots. He's a better defender. Can he shoot? No. Yeah, he can shoot. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he can shoot. Andre Drummond he, cannot hit a jumper if his life. Depends. He was hit. First of all, he was hitting free throws this year. Okay, sixty percent is not a big. Yeah, it's better than thirty percent, but it's not as good as Kristaps, who's shooting probably closer to eighty to ninety percent. Yeah, I can't believe you have Drummond ahead of. If it if Christophs. it was about to, if it was just about shooting, you would have 
Kevin Love or Lamar. No, but it's not just about. It's about the whole package. You take the best bet. You get you get all thirty NBA executives in the room. They're like, hey, you got a choice between Kristaps and Drummond. Who do you take? Whether it's to win a championship, okay, now, fine, fine, or fine. whether it's for the but future. But you get you get all taking... thirty. You get all thirty in the room. You tell them you already have a small forward, and it's LeBron, Kawhi, or KD. And then you say, who do you want as your big man? It's Kristaps. No, it's not. You're telling me it's Andre Drummond ahead of them. Okay, I feel like you're focusing on Andre Drummond. <laughs> yeah, see, you know you're wrong. <laughs> you just admit that you forgot about Kristaps. You were just no, no, no. I I would not include him. Even the no, I'd not forget about. I would not include him. You if know, I, our if, listeners and Latvia anything, are going to be really pissed off about this. If anything, I didn't include Nikola Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Shout out, shout out to Latvia. Sorry that my brother is disrespecting <laughs> okay. all of you. Also, who we both left off on the list, Rudy Gobert. I I didn't leave him off. I know he's there. He's not as good as the other players. I think we've exhausted this list. I think I, that's time to move I on. need you to admit that you made a mistake putting Drummond ahead of Kristaps. I will not admit no such thing. All right, we'll, we'll put out a correction later on once Adele does it. We will not put out a correction. I will be the editor, and I will not put out a correction. Uh, all right, let's, let's move on. Adele, I want to overreact about something. Wait. You know me. I don't normally overreact. Okay, well, it's okay because I have something I want to overreact on, so I think we get one each per podcast. One each. Okay, I'm going to overreact about this. Okay. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden walked into American Airlines Arena in Miami. Mm-hmm. And they played basketball with Heat players in a pickup game. Yeah. Why is this not a big deal? You had you Miami Heat. Players playing with KD, Kyrie, James Harden. Kyrie, who's a free agent after next year. KD, who's a free agent after next year. All playing with the Heat. This is Pat. This, this is... has Pat Riley's fingerprints all over it. This is the new no. frozen envelope. This no. is a conspiracy of the highest order. Pat Riley orchestrated this. First he, of all, he's pulling all the strings. That goes against the rules. Okay, that would be unethical. It'd be collusion of the highest order. You think Pat Riley cares about that? I. I, this is the Miami the, Mafia. You think the Miami Mafia care about that? This is the NBA, sir. There's no collusion. <laughs> so you think the big deal is that they played a pickup game in, in American Airlines against the Heat? I think that a year from now when Kyrie Irving is on the Miami Heat and K- KD's on the Miami Heat, we'll be looking back being like, this is the moment that it happened. And no one talked about it. Okay, so I'm glad that you said this is an overreaction so we don't have to take it too seriously. That's I don't not, think that's, that's actually going to happen. But if it did happen, I want all the credit. But if it doesn't happen, <laughs> I don't want any of the blame. I do want to say that back when KD was a free agent before he started the Warriors, Riley met with him just to tell him, you know, long term, keep an eye on us. Okay. He did. He he did meet with KD and said, "Look, even if not this time, we're available next time." And I'm so telling I, you, I, I, now that you've broken it down, I do think there's a possibility, but I still think the Knicks have a better chance of of adding both Kyrie and KD. But, and, and I, we talked about that last time, but I do want to say the bigger deal here is that this is the first time that we've seen Kyrie Irving post-surgery. Well, he's been working out a little bit with KD, and I haven't seen some. Yeah, but, uh, but he, this is like a, a pickup game, him going you know, almost full speed. He looks just as crafty as ever. He had the up and under. You know, he's, he's dribbling through two defenders. He's looking good. Kyrie's a bad man. Yeah, man. I'm excited yeah. about him coming back. He's a problem. All right, so you got to overreact about this. Now, for my segment of overreacting. Okay, go for it. 
I want to tell you about a basketball player that played for a team who we like, the Lakers. I know where this is going. And back in 2010, he won a ring with us. And he was an all-star in 2012. And he's only 30 years old. And he is Andrew Bynum. And he is making a comeback to the NBA. There was a clip posted on Twitter of him balling, him sweating, him running up and down the gym, banging down low, hitting three-pointers from 30 feet out. The return of Andrew Bynum is happening. And the NBA ain't ready. Joel Embiid ain't ready. All right. All right. Let's bring you back down to earth for a second. Andrew Bynum, for those of listeners that might not know, was an awesome NBA big man. One of the best in the league. He got traded for in the Dwight Howard deal to the Sixers. Had some knee problems. uh, Bounced around between the Cavs and the Pacers. Famously started chucking threes and Pacers or Cavs practices and got cut. So this guy, uh, and then had a bunch of knee problems. He's been out of the league for four years. I saw that workout video, Andrew Bynum running back and forth. Do you know? Do you did you guys did you notice who he was uh, going up against? No. Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> or a guy that looks just like him. So you're overreacting. <laughs> Yo, you Andrew stay, Bynum stay working in trash. the post Listen, against listen. Cedric the Entertainer. That guy, uh, I can't remember the handle right now, but that's that's a, a basketball trainer. He works with a lot of NBA players. Look, I'm just saying you're overreacting. He works I, with – The dunks – I believe he I, works with Jalen Brown. I thought the video was in slow motion because he was running real slowly up and down. Dude, hey, listen. You sound like the rest of these trolls on the interweb, okay? All these trolls that we have to block. That's what you sound like. I, I do – I'm a big Andrew Bynum fan, and I would love it if he got a chance. You know, the Lakers do need a center. We've only got McGee and – Zubak and bro, it's uh, not they, it's not just the Lakers. No, half no, it's the not. Teams, half the teams in the league can use Andrew Bynum. Well, it depends on what they're getting. Are they getting Andrew Bynum, who still has two bad knees? And like, I'm not. I'm glad you asked. Let me let me answer your question for you. <laughs> what you're getting is a big man who can shoot threes, who can block shots down low. Okay, he, again, he's hitting threes in a in the wide paint, open gym. Who can post up? Who can hit the 15 footer and the 20 footer and the 25 footer? Who can he? Okay, he can't defend the pick and roll. I get it. Okay, he can't defend the pick and roll, but he can do everything else. If there's room for a player like, actually, I don't want to throw any names out there. I don't want to hit any players. But if you look around the league and you look at the big men sitting at the end of the bench, there's a spot for Andrew Bynum, definitely. If he's healthy, yes, I would say hell yeah, there's a spot for Andrew Bynum. If his knees are fine, um. I'm rude for him. You know, he's been working out in the Lakers facility. They've been getting him a gym to to work in. Um, so I think, like, that's a great opportunity for him uh, to showcase a little bit. And apparently he's got some, some workouts scheduled with teams. Yeah, yeah, he had representation. Uh, Sean Strani reported that he's hired representation, and he's interested in joining some teams. He has some workouts scheduled, and the Lakers have opened their gym to him because he is an ex-Laker, so he is working out the Lakers facility. So – you never know, man. Maybe the next Instagram clip or Twitter clip we see is of him with Ingram, Kuzma, or maybe King James himself. Mm. Wouldn't that be something? That would be something. Now, as always, folks, we always appreciate you guys listening and all of your support. We really enjoyed doing this. And 
Uh, we've enjoyed overreacting to a couple of our favorite players. Um, appreciate you guys listening to Twin Soup. Uh, not always, thank you for your time and doing this with me. Thanks, everyone. We'll be talking to you soon. And keep a lookout for our next podcast on Twin Soup. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, everywhere podcasts are. And follow Thanks. us on Twitter at Twin Soup. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.